Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And we're Two Dudes Talking Disney. Actually talking Disney in person with each other, sitting next to each other. I was going to say, I'm so programmed now since we started splitting that you do the We're Two Dudes and I do the We're Talking Disney. I don't think I said the Two Dudes part. Ah, should we do it again? No, no, no. no. Alright, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. If if you remember remember this time. So, so uh, it's been a while since we've recorded, and we figured uh, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, you know we're always down to talk Star Wars. And, and this is a way to get us back into uh, the swing of things, is talking about a topic that we, we know pretty well and yes. that we follow. That we had to spend three hours researching, because now <laughs> we're getting old and not keeping up with the new with the kids. Well, I'm keeping up with it. I mean, but yeah. You're but busy. Right. You've but got school, the, you've got a kid. Judging by the text messaging going on earlier, we were trying to guess things. But we were. Well, only one thing, because yeah. I don't watch the cartoons. I Correct. think you watch the yes. cartoons. But, uh, we, you know, we figured we'd do Star Wars, the state of the universe, I'm calling this one. It's a good one. That's, I it's, like that. It's, it's very good. It's, it's, it's like the President's State yeah, of the Union. Yeah, I, I picked that up. Yeah, okay. Um, so you want to talk about the first one? Because I know sure. you're a big fan of this. So uh, we've, you know, we've got word that season two of The Mandalorian is uh, premiering on Mischief Night, which is October 30th for you good kids out there that don't toilet paper people's houses. All right. Um, as we know, season two of the hit series, the, the, the series that launched Disney Plus, if you will, uh, I'm massive fan of uh, the Mandalorian series. I thought it was great, great. Uh, the, the action, the, the nostalgia, I thought it's what they were missing from the sequel movies, mm-hmm. this latest trilogy. You know, they touched a lot of fan base, but they also kept it real and original. Uh, I think, though, if you edit all the uh, scenes of him walking to slow to music, you probably would have withered it down to like an episode and a half. Right. Yeah. But, but it builds, it builds like it's about four, 40 minutes of, of actual show yes, over yes. eight episodes of more just walking. Right. So like David said, season two debuts in October. Uh, once again, it's an eight episode season. Uh, if you want to catch up, season one is available on Disney plus. Uh, they also have a show called Disney gallery, the Mandalorian, which takes you behind the scenes uh, from season one, did you uh, did you watch that? I actually have not yet. Uh, as we know, we've we've been extremely busy in our right. our uh, realms. Yeah, it's but, it's um, in my it's in my to watch queue. Yes, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch it. I'll probably watch it. Uh, I you know, guys, for those of you wondering where we've been, I was selected to go through a training program at work, and it started July sixth, and it, it just ended a couple of days ago. So my schedule was crazy for the past couple of months. And my uh, late night hours of the firehouse of watching Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and all that were significantly dampened by this training program. It happens. So it does. It's it like the best it's like what do people with real jobs do? Yeah, you know. Right. Uh, but I, again, I mean, you know, The Mandalorian nominated for fifteen Emmys, which is big. So not only is it a cult uh, show, you know, and and Star Wars geeks are not the only people paying attention. Obviously, the people that vote on I, the Emmys. Yeah, are. I, I, it's funny because I just had. Uh, one of the older captains that I work with come up to me and say, you know, hey, uh, they renewed their phone contract or something, and they ended up getting Disney Plus, you know, with Verizon with the special there. Right. And he's like, I started watching that Mandalorian, and man, was it good. He was like, and I'm not a Star Wars guy, you know, right? I said, but I, I thoroughly, it's actually a big Star Trek guy. Okay. But he was like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a very good series. He's like, and I, I said, I agree. I will bet you he's a, if he's an older guy, I'll bet you he's a fan of Westerns. Yeah, so probably. And the Mandalorian's got a lot of Western yeah, elements to it. It does, it does. So, yeah, so season two is starting. It picks up right where season one left off. Um, I saw some pictures from it, and I'm very excited because it looks like we're going to get some sand people on Banthas. Everyone loves sand people. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
and they're usually in single file. Yeah, well, to hide their numbers. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, some other, you know, rumored um, appearances. Well, obviously the secrets of the Black Saber, which are heavily rooted in the Mandalorian episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's rumors. I, I think we're rumors are going to see Ahsoka Tana, possibly. Yeah, that, is, that has been confirmed. There's, a, there's rumors of... Boba Fett making a comeback. Yes. Uh, everyone's favorite Mandalorian. Although I think Boba Fett is probably the most overrated character in Star Wars. Could be. You know. Could uh, be. I mean, for a guy that was on screen for like a total of six minutes. So I, I guess he was not digested in the belly right, of the right. Sarlacc for yeah. a thousand years. For being such a bad bounty hunter. He, you know, oh, Han Solo hit his jetpack and caused him to die. It didn't really a, a blind Han Solo. Right, a blind Han Solo a, took him out. A Mr. Magoo Han Solo <laughs> essentially did him in. I hope Steph's not listening to this episode. She's going to be very well, mad. Is she a big Boba Fett oh, fan? Oh, yeah, like the back of her car screams oh. Boba Fett fangirl. All right. So, Well, she doesn't listen. You know, she's not one of the eight listeners. Right. She's definitely not one of the eight listeners. Right. Yeah. Um, so what else is coming up on Disney Plus? All right. So uh, this is something that I find hilarious because – so for those of you who don't know the story, uh, you know, with the surprise success of the original Star Wars movie in 1977, in an effort to make – uh, capitalize on it. They released a Christmas special, which, you know, Tony and I actually have a Christmas album uh, that's out there, too. We do. Yeah. yeah. Singing some of your classic Christmas songs. But, um, and it was a disaster. Like, it is, it, it's almost one of those things, like, if you hear... Wait, any, our album or the both, show? Both the okay. album and the show. Uh, it was a disaster. It was, you know, the, the biggest thing that came out of it was Boba Fett, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, Boba Fett was introduced in the Star Wars holiday special. And as a cartoon. As a cartoon. Right. And then it, he, but if you ask, like if you listen to Mark Hamill, if you listen to Harrison Ford, even Carrie Fisher, they would talk about how terrible it was. And for a long time, it was one of those things that like you couldn't find. It was mm-hmm. like hidden away from the fandom. Now, thanks to the wonders of YouTube. Correct. You uh, could actually watch it. It is around and it's the Star Wars holiday special. Right. So now. I, I think it's from what? Is it 77, 77 78? 77, yeah, 78. Um, starring B. Arthur. Right. It was, uh, it among, was like. Among others. It was like bad. But so now we're going we're gonna to take that badness and turn it to something good in Star Wars. And you're going to have the Lego Star Wars holiday special. And I think the Lego movies, the Lego cartoons, the Lego work it is hilarious. I think they do a tremendous job of, like, you watch a kid's movie, but the adult humor in it, right. it is good. So we're going to have the Lego Star Wars holiday special premiering on Disney Plus on November 17th, uh, where we're going to learn the true meaning of Life Day with a festival celebration of the entire Skywalker saga. So it's going to put Rey through time. Right. So she's going to meet. Pretty much everybody. And for those who don't know, uh, Life Day is a Wookiee celebration. Um, and in the original show, which which premiered on CBS, um, the cast of Star Wars, primarily Han, Leia, and Luke, ended up with Chewie on the planet of uh, Kashyyyk. Yes. And they were there for Life Day, which was uh, amazingly right around Christmas time. Yes, yep. And uh, they went over these celebrations and how it was celebrated in the Star Wars universe. So... This is kind of along the same lines. Uh, Ray and BB-8 um, venture off to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force, but at a, at a mysterious Jedi temple, Ray finds herself hurled into a cross-timeline adventure through beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history. So she's going to run into Luke, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and others uh, from all nine films, both heroes and villains. But will she make it back in time for the Life Day Feast and learn the true meaning of the holiday spirit? 
Yeah. I'm thinking that's going to be a yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's probably going to make it back. And and I believe that all of the voice actors are the actual yes, I uh, believe they people have. who portray yep. them. So Mark Hamill's involved, and uh, well, Carrie Fisher isn't obviously, but uh, uh, Daisy uh, Daisy Ridley and yep. uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, they're all in it. Yeah, I'm not sure about well, John Boy. I'm not sure about John Boyega though. I don't know if he's in it because um, he's he's upset with the Star Wars universe right yeah. now. And Obi Wan is in it. Yes. So, uh, it should be good. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a classic holiday. Hopefully, much better than the original. Yes, but yeah. the original is still fun. Yeah. And then there's another show coming out um, on Disney Plus in production right now, which is based on the Bad Batch, who are a, a group of five clone troopers. Yes. From the Clone Wars. So the we just had the final season of the Clone Wars in in. True Disney fashion, uh, they snuck in another uh, continuance, and basically, uh, one of the missions where Anakin and Obi Wan have to go through some behind the lines type stuff. They get teamed up with a special forces unit of the clones called the Bad Batch, which were basically a uh, a group of clones who they attempted to genetically alter, and they kind of came out different. But because of that, each one of them has almost like a, a superpower, if you will, mm-hmm. some type of special power. And uh, they 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 help Luke or Obi Wan Luke Obi Wan and Anakin throughout the final season of Clone Wars, and I, I mean anybody watching it can kind of see the writing on the wall that it was right. gearing towards. But what I find interesting is that from what we've heard so far is that the Bad Batch are going to be the the series is going to be set after the events of Order sixty six, so they're going to be out there. You know, free-thinking clones that weren't affected by Order sixty six, but now are in this Order sixty six world. So, and I, for those who don't know what the Order sixty six is, it's um, the order after sixty five. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Um, but that was the order to eliminate the Jedi. Correct. Which was, uh, you know, embedded into the clones in their cloning process. Mm-hmm. There was a list of orders uh, that, in Order sixty six, was the Emperor's way to keep the Jedi in check. Right. So. Um, and then one other show that does not have a release date is the Obi-Wan uh, show. I'm so looking forward to that. I saw an article with Ewan McGregor uh, actually earlier today where he talked about how excited he was. It's been 15 years since he has portrayed Obi-Wan on screen in Episode 3. Um, and he is much more excited about this project than he was Episodes 2 and 3, yeah. is what he has to say. You know, I, I'll tell you, I'm not... I know you know we're going to be those typical Star Wars fans and trash everything after, that was made after 1983. Uh, I thought the uh, Revenge of the Sith. I, I think the final battle between Obi Wan and Anakin is one of my favorite movie scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's also the longest of lightsaber duels, but right. uh, I think it's a, an excellent duel. And yeah, you and McGregor, you know, he's itching to get back. He's itching to play Obi Wan, and, right. and I think too it'll it's going to be a good show. I, I hope. You know, it's going to go the way of the Mandalorian, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, again, and I like his enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you can tell he likes playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. He likes the fact that's his role, and he kind of owns it. Right. Where a lot of Star Wars actors, you know, uh, you look at Ewan McGregor, you look at kind of uh, Carrie Fisher, even Mark Hamill, they own it. Mm-hmm. Where like Harrison Ford kind of moved on, and, and a lot of the actors kind of move on. Uh, they they kind of stick with that Star Wars connection and own it, so uh, I, I kind of like that. Unless you're Anthony Daniels, correct? And then, then you, you just really, do C three PO like the whole or Warwick time. Davis, or yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I I do agree with you. I think that fight scene uh, is is pretty amazing, and it it kind of puts a bit of tragedy yeah. 
into uh, Darth Vader's persona yep. and, and kind of makes him that sympathetic villain right? Uh, as a result of that, uh, that fight. I'll tell you, sidebar, I watched Willow the other day on, okay. on Disney+. Plus. Actually, Amelia and I watched it. Amelia okay. liked it a lot. Okay. You know? that's, a, that's a good yeah. movie. Speaking of Warwick Davis. It's another Ron yeah. Howard film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. All right, so that's, that's pretty much what's going on now, on, on Disney+. Plus. Now let's move uh, into the parks, if yeah. you will. Um, Galaxy's Edge. Is, is celebrating its one-year anniversary in uh, Walt Disney World. That's right. Can't, can't celebrate it in California because right. they're, no they're not open. So it opened in the end of August, right? In August, yeah. Because I, I was trying because we were there for the pre. I was there for the preview, so yeah. that was in the August. Yeah, opened the end of August last year. Um, you know, some of the, you know, there are some things they talked about that never came true. Like you know, it was supposed to be droids roaming the park, and, right? And, and even like battle scenes going on over you while you're there. None of that hasn't come yet. I don't know if that was. And it was it was supposed to be very interactive. Where yeah. I remember them saying, you know, you're going to scan, you know, because of magic band technology. If you have a good flight, the bartender in the cantina is going to say, "Hey, Captain, that was a great flight." Right. Or, you know, hey, you're short on credits, and right. you know, so that interactiveness just really never materialized. No. Um, you know what. <sighs> What is this going to, you know, are, are we going to get that? Yeah, and I, I don't think we are. I hate to say it, but I, I just think that victim of a corporate chopping block, you know, when you put it out there, you have all these great ideas and let's have this whole big interactive thing. Then you start realizing with the sheer number of people coming through the land, how do you keep it that interactive? You know, you still see Ray and Chewie and occasionally R2, you know, but not like we said, when it was first thing, it was like, you know, free roaming characters, free roaming droids, and they're going to interact with you. And, and none of that came. Now, could that have been coming as the land got open? Maybe. It could have been. But well, you know, that's the thing is there's always a, like a phase two component correct. of a lot of this. And, and, and I almost wonder, too, how much of that is now going to play in with the hotel. Mm -hmm. You know, what was some of that scheduled to be like, you know, more, more. In with the hotel, then, right? And then, then, you know, then just being the park, right? I, I think a, a lot of it, you know, sure, you've got you know, uh, Kylo Ren walking through with stormtroopers on occasion, and you may see you know a couple of rebels around, but they built that series of catwalks. And you know, I know from the Avengers campus that they're going, you know, that they're finishing up out in California, they're actually going to have an outdoor stunt show right. on top of the Avengers headquarters. Um, so it's like you built this stage, you built these platforms, they used it during the dedication of the land, you know, for their cheesy little show, but why are they not right. utilizing it? Like what's, what's happening? Um, you know, I, I, I watched something on YouTube and, um, I, you probably watched it as well where they were talking about how there was supposed to be a, a Bantha ride yeah, and, the, the, and a sit down restaurant yeah. and that, that spot is still there and they could build a restaurant if it, you know, comes to it. So there's still room to expand. Correct. There's always room to expand. I mean, at Disney, they'll, they'll expand if they need to. Uh, and again, you know, unfortunately, the first year of Galaxy's Edge had a timeline. And like everything in 2020, they went right out the window. Right. So we, we won't know what we're missing because we, we don't know what we don't know. Now, on the plus side, that timeline has, has kind of screwed things up. The crowds are very light, which I think is good because, excuse me. Rise of the Resistance. It's a very technological advanced ride, Correct. technologically advanced ride, and it's got a lot of issues. It, it does. It's got a lot of bugs, and they're working on them. 
you know, uh, over the past weekend, we had a couple of friends visit the park. They're from Texas, so they can go to Florida. And they were, it was, it was funny because she called me, uh, the, you know, the night before they were going to Hollywood studios and how do we get the boarding passes and, you know, walking them through that. And they were able to get in. They got like boarding pass 27. They got in, they got all the way through the queue and bam, it shut down. Oh. So they had to wait about a half hour before they were able to ride it. Uh, but it, it, I think that people haven't realized the, what is in that ride. It, it's, it's multiple ride systems. You know, so when you go on Peter Pan, you're hoping for that one ride system to keep operating. You know, when you go on the Haunted Mansion or you go on Pirates or you go on the Tower of Terror, you know, there, there's one ride system that's operating. This is at least three different, completely different ride systems that are op- that are operating in it. And again, they're very technical. It's all technology. Right. And it's part of the storyline. They've got you transferring ride systems. You think Correct. it's part of the story, but it's actually a way to move you from ride one to ride two, two. and ride two to ride three. Correct. So it, it's, you know, it, it's something that will work great when it works perfectly. Correct. But when it doesn't, yeah. that's all you when hear. When it works, about. it works. When yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's everyone's on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that the it's broke again, it's broke again, you know. And I think it's one of the downsides of this, of the, the social media side. You know, when you're not at the park, you assume everything's running fine. And, and you know, nowadays, you, every day, it's like you look on some of the Disney groups, it's like, oh, breaking news, people are evacuated from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I was evacuated from Pirates of the Caribbean when we were kids. The boat came off the track coming down the uh, the drop, and we actually slammed into what is now Barbosa's boat. We were floating out there freely, <laughs> and they actually had to build like a bridge to get us off the boat. It took hours. Nice. And and you know this was Disney in the the, the early '80s, and uh, I can remember my poor grandmother didn't go on it, and everybody else was on it, and the park closed. Like we did the we were like the last people on it, and and like they came and like okay, man, park's closed. And she's like, I don't know where my family went. They went on the ride. They never came <laughs> off. You know. <laughs> And uh, I can remember, you know, like I said, them actually having to, to carry us off the ride and help my parents and grandparents, grandfather off the ride. Right. And so that, it always happened. The rides always broke down. You know, the problem is now because of social media, the minute a ride gets evacuated or breaks down, you know, it, it's breaking news on a site. Well, Saturday, Splash Mountain broke right. down and was evacuated. evacuated and that, was a, that was, I'm sorry, Sunday. That was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. And you know, and and talking about something you said, you know, the boarding groups. Uh, initially, the ride debuted. They were doing one boarding group a Correct. day in the morning at, at uh, uh, ten o'clock, or at the park opening, actually. Yes. Uh, and then they moved it to ten o'clock, and then they said, "Well, we're going to do it at what ten, two, and five. Yeah, doing it at different times now. And now they're just doing it at ten and two. Yes. They've got two yep. boarding groups because the park's only open for eight hours. Right. They've got two boarding groups. Hopefully you get in one, right. and hopefully it stays up all day. You know, we um, I have to say though, I, looking back on our trip in December when we were there right after the ride opened, and uh, I, I, you know, you talk about fun times in Disney, you won't forget. We went down with our, you know, with our friends, the pigeons, the little pigeons though, not the big pigeon, um, and they had some friends, and baby we, pigeons, right? We met. I mean, I think we had to get up. I think we met them at like six six thirty in front of Hollywood Studios. And, you know, it's one of those things that you laugh at because you'll be like, oh, remember we had to get up so early. You know, it's just the dumb things you do in Disney, um, you know, to, to experience something. I, I, you know, another one I was laughing at because I was with, again, Little Pigeon. We were there for Epcot's, uh, what was it? it was Epcot's 40th or 30th, I'm sorry, 30th. And we were there for it. And there was a commemorative pin that was being sold that day. And 
in a uh, mouse gears, and the line like weaved from in front of mouse gears to like mission space back to the pin trading post in the middle. It was just it was one of the longest lines. We waited hours to get the pins. Then the next day we went back and they were at every kiosk in the, uh, the park, you know, that sold pins because they made so many and that right. was it. Right. And like, but it's those stupid little things you do sometimes when you go on a Disney trip that kind of you talk about forever, you right. laugh about forever. So exactly, it, it was a good time. Always waiting for that boarding. The stress of the boarding. Group. Well, one of these days I will actually get on a boarding. Yes, group, poor uh, Tony and, is, and is boarding groupless. Yeah, uh, and then the last piece that of stuff that's going on in the theme parks right now is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, yes. which is uh, currently still under construction. It is not a victim of the COVID nineteen budget cuts. Which really, I mean, the only victim of the COVID nineteen budget cuts was the Epcot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I hate well, to say and it. reflections, a lakeside lodge. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't think that reflections is dead, and and the reason being is it's a DVC property. Right. It's a different, you know, I we haven't gotten anything that said it's dead. My vacation club people haven't given us the it's it's dead, but you know, I, I just think that they maybe they pushed it back a little. So, you know, it's going to take time for the, the theme park industry to recover. You know, analysts are saying it's going to be 2024 before things are back to a pre-COVID level. Um, much like Art of Animation, which was, you know, one third of the way built. And then 9-11 happened. And then right. They, they pumped the brakes. You know, they stopped it for 10 or 11 years. Right. You, you may see the same thing happen with Reflections. They've cleared Correct. a lot of the land. They've done the site survey work. Um, they were... You know, they weren't building, they weren't pouring anything. Right, nothing was, were, yeah. They, they were they, leveling right. it, so, so it may we'll still see. come back. But uh, like I said, the, the Galactic Star Cruiser, also known as the Halcyon, um, is still under construction. It's going to be a small boutique resort. I believe there's only 60 or 70 rooms. Yep. Um, and there's going to be some interactivity uh, with uh, Galaxy's Edge. Correct. So uh, you and I will be going. We are going. Yeah, the girls will be at the boardwalk. Yeah. And, and we'll be... I mean, we could probably get Amelia to come with us. But. All right. I'm down with that. Yeah. It's two nights, right? That's two, two nights, nights. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. nights, three days. Two nights, three days. So let's uh, let's talk about something I'm very excited for, and that is Star Wars The High Republic. Um, I posted some things on our group page. Um, you know, in Star Wars, uh, which I do not call it a new hope. I, I refer to episode four as so, Star yeah, Wars. So that's one of those age things you can um, Obi-Wan mentions to Luke, he says, For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice. And we've never really seen that. because uh, the, Star really Wars, that war. the Star Wars cinematic universe only covers about uh, 60 years, maybe 40. Yeah. Um, and that's all we've seen. But uh, the High Republic is going to take us uh, to a period when the uh, Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their height, about 200 years prior to the Phantom Menace. Um, this is not going to overlap with any of the film features uh, that are currently uh, that have been produced or are currently in production. Um, Star Wars: The High Republic shows the Jedi's as we always wanted to see them as true guardians of peace and justice during a golden age for the Jedi, which was a time of galactic expansion in the Outer Rim. Ooh, we like the Outer Rim. Now the Outer Rim is Batu, right? Galaxy's Edge. So maybe there's there'll be some tie in there. Oh, there'll be a tie in. Yeah, and a T-shirt shop right at the end. All right. Um, this is a hopeful, optimistic time when the Jedi and the Republic are at their height, but of course, something wicked this way comes. Now, this is not a TV show. This is not a movie. This is not a cartoon. This is a series of books. Correct. I, a lot of people don't read books these days. No. Um, but this is going to be 
um, a, a saga that spans novels. So we're talking adult novels, middle school age novels, young adult novels, comic books, and other media formats. Which Tony and I are always in for a good comic book run. We are. Um, so the series is going to kick off in January of 2021. Uh, with three books and two comic books. Yeah, I can't wait to go back on the comic book hunt. Yeah. I remember driving to Rhode Island to get one of the Galaxy Hedge books. <laughs> You're insane, and that's because you don't have an adult job. Correct. Uh, <laughs> so in January, we're going to get a, an adult novel called Light of the Jedi, a middle-grade novel, A Test of Courage, a young adult novel called Into the Dark, and then there will be two comic book series, uh, one from Marvel, which will be Star Wars The High Republic, and one from IDW, which will be Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. Oh. Um, very excited for this. You're going to have to let your comic book run. I, I want them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you'll be on the list. Yeah. Um, it was announced uh, two weeks ago that Yoda will be a part of this. Yeah. So Yoda's only going to be about 700 during, right. during this He doesn't look a day over 650. No, he doesn't. Um, what are your thoughts? You I'm know? excited. You yeah. know, it's more it's more detail. It's, and again, it's more into a, an era of Star Wars that we haven't dabbled in, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's going to lead to television or movie. So Right. Which brings us to our next topic, is that Disney actually has on their release schedule three unnamed Star Wars films. Yes. Uh, over uh, 2022 to 2028, there are going to be Star Wars and Avatar films alternating each Year. Christmas release. Correct. Uh, so December 22nd of 2023... December 19th of 2025, and December 17th of 2027. Uh, I believe Dave is putting these dates in his calendar I'm doing right, it right now. now. Um, those, are, as I mentioned, are dates that are reserved right now for untitled Star Wars films. Okay. I'm assuming if High Republic does well, yes. we could end up seeing a film version. Correct. Or adventures based on the book series. Right. Um, if it tanks... Well, there's enough time to, to put something together. It's true. You know, I I hope that they're going to kind of get away from the Skywalker saga, which we know that they say that they're going to, and, and start venturing out. I still was a big fan of the Star Wars stories. I think Solo and Rogue One were amazing movies. I Solo's growing on me so much more over time. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that, I, I don't know, I don't know, I think... It was because it was like a touchy subject of Han Solo, and it wasn't Harrison Ford, and it was the kind of the first time you had somebody play another, you know, one of the main characters that wasn't the main character. Right. And I, I enjoyed the movie, and I, I hope that the next one is going to be another Star Wars story with something in between. Well, the, the tough thing was uh, Solo's performance was so bad that Lucasfilm said there will be no more standalone right, Star, Star Wars, Wars movies, um, which is a shame. Uh, because there's a lot of stories to be told. It doesn't all re revolve around the Palpatines and the, 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 the Skywalkers. Correct. You know, I've always wanted a, a battle Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I want one... Don't get me wrong, every Star Wars movie has battles. Right. But I want one where the movie is the battle. Like, the whole battle, from start to finish. You know, lots of stormtroopers, lots of fighting, mm -hmm. lots of rebels. You know, I, I think that would be... That would be something that if I ran the zoo... Oh, right, I would make so that. Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilm, yeah. better look out. If you're listening, you know a Star Wars battle movie. You know that's like I always say. I want a Batman movie where he's Batman ninety five percent of the time and Bruce Wayne five like percent of the time. Right. You know, right. I want to see the detective work. I want to see the the, the fighting. 
You know, I don't need to see how he's hiding, a, you know, running a double life and getting all the gadgets. I want to see him use the gadgets. Correct. We want to see Batman beating people up. And I would, I would love a two-hour-long Darth Maul, you know, you know dual lightsaber fight. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Darth Maul. No? No, and I, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things, I don't know why. I just, I was never a fan of the character. But, and it's one of those characters that, like, everyone loves so much, they keep bringing him back. The guy's died, like, seven times. Well, in the cartoons. You know, yeah. he's been cut in half. He's been... They put know, on horse legs. Right, put on horse legs, killed, killed again, killed a third time, comes back. Shows up in solo. It's like a bad penny. He just keeps showing up. Right. 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 But, uh, well, well, we'll have to see what happens. I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, we need more Star Wars films. Agreed. Um, there's been some talk of possibly scrapping episodes seven, eight, and nine and redoing them, which I think is ridiculous. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can do that. No. Um, there's been a lot of people upset with the, you know, uh, John Boyega, who played Finn, is very upset that, you know, he was he was brought in as a, you know, black African-American character in Star Wars as a lead character, a non-white lead, and then his story went nowhere. You know, it's one thing I never understood because, you know, the name of the movie was The Force Awakens. And when you when you watch the trailers, when you watch the red, it was that there was going to be an awakening of the Force, which was going to bring about this new wave of Force-sensitive people. And to, to be honest, that's where I thought his story was going. You know, I thought it was kind of going to be him and Ray side by side fighting the fight. And the, the as Ray realized that she had her force powers and they were growing, you know, Finn was going to be the same way. And, and it was funny because, like, you know, again, the name of the movie was The Force Awakens. Finn had an awakening. He he just realized he couldn't be part of the evil of the First Order anymore. And, and you know, now he's joining with the, with the Alliance and they're going to start doing the goodness. And then, like, he just went nowhere. And then in the right. end, the final movie, the worst part was when he said to Ray, I got to tell you something. And then, and then, then he, he never her. tells her what it is. Right. It's like, I, I, I agree. I, I think that they... They dropped I don't, the ball. They dropped the ball on his character, and I, I agree. I just, it's like you, you built up this character to be something, and then you, you kind of just never explained his story, right? And, and what the deal was. And then to have, I mean, I know of no other movie where one of the main characters says to another main character, "I have to tell you something," and then they never tell you what they had to tell him. Right. <laughs> well, here, you know, I've used this comparison between DC and Marvel before, uh, and, and that is that. You know, Marvel took the time to script 22 movies into one cohesive universe. Correct. And it worked very well. Right. And everybody talked to each other. DC didn't do that, and it's very disjointed. Right. You know, I, I kind of feel that way on 7, 8, 9, where there were some great ideas and a great concept, but because you use different directors. I still, I mean, I you know, again, now that we're hanging on it, I still don't understand why it's called The Rise of Skywalker. She's not a Skywalker. It makes no, it's like... I, I think one of the funniest memes out there about Star Wars is when they have Peter Parker introduce himself to Ray, and he, she's he's she's he's like I'm Peter Parker, she's like I'm Ray Skywalker. He's like, oh, we're using our fake names. I'm Spider Man, and it's true. It's like you build this movie up, Rise of Skywalker, and the, the Skywalker clan and name and the whole balance of the Force is going to happen. And at the end of the movie, she just fake changes her name. It's like what, right? You know, I, I, I again, we're going to hate on the movies. We're going to you're going to make me drink. It's going to be. I'm going to start crying in a minute. But you know what? I'm still there on opening night. Oh, 100%. I still want to give it a shot. David Leonard still had a tear when Luke and Yoda were having a chat on the side of the, the uh, Luke's uh, place there because, you know, it's still Luke and Yoda talking. But it's right. like, come on, man. 
Like, have a meeting, get together. Right. You know, it's only three movies. It's only three movies. Tony and I could, you know, if Tony and I could babble through this show three times, you you could sit down a couple of people making a hundred million dollars a year and right. figure out a movie th- script. Exactly. So you got me going again. I did. Yeah. I did. And and let's let's finish it here on a on a high note. Okay. Uh, and that is that the Empire Strikes Back, forty years old. See, this I'm year. not happy with. It. I'm ha- I'm very upset about that. Why? Because it's it's forty years old. It's How a can celebration. Empire Strikes Back be forty years old? Came out in 1980. That's right. Huh? Yeah, that's 80, 80, and 40. See, the 20. problem is I'm just afraid to miss that I'm that old because <laughs> I was here for it. Right? So, uh, big celebration. Still out in the movie theaters if yep, your movie theaters if your are movie open. movie theaters open, you know. I can remember going to see Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't, obviously, I would only have been a year and a half when uh, when this came Empire out. Came yeah, out. when Empire came out. But I do remember going, I actually remember my, my father, my brother, my Uncle Jimmy, and I went to the movie theater at the Post Mall. Remember mm-hmm. out front? The old, the old, the old uh, fourplex. Yes. I remember going to see, yeah. And then the next day, Tommy and I got yelled at because we were using wiffle ball bats for lightsabers and jumping from furniture piece to furniture piece, pretending that they were the sand, Jabba the Hutt sand vehicles. Ah, those were the days. Those were the days, man. I had this lights, I had these two lightsabers that I loved. One of them was, for lack of a better way of putting it, a wiffle ball bat. Mm-hmm. But it had baffles cut into the end so that when you swung it, it would make, make like a, a whistling noise. All right. And then the other one that I had was when you wore like on your hip and it had a button. When you pressed the button, the the lightsaber came out of it on a spring. And the lightsaber was short, though, to fit into the hilt. But those were like two, you know, I go on the list of Star Wars toys mm-hmm. that I had. I had these miniature ones and I've, I've never been able to find them. They were they were like metal and they were maybe only two inches tall, and we had like a Hoth playset that they all went with. And I've never ever been able to find them. And if anyone knows anything about them, you know, feel free to hit us up. But they were like one of they was like some of my favorite toys growing up. There were these little metal Star Wars guys that they were like pre-posed in battle, and there was a bunch of Rebel troopers. There was the Wampum. That's Luke. that sounds like our next episode. Maybe it's Dave reminisces on, on, on all my toys. toys. Don't get me going on GI Joe toys, but uh, you know it. it it's funny because it is. It's it was a huge part of our upbringing. I yeah. mean, we we were there. You know, obviously, I was fashionably late when it came to uh, a new hope. I mean, Tommy. I don't think Tommy made a new hope, but right. you know, uh, it was it was for us being kids of the '80s. Everything was Star Wars. Our right. toy box was R two D two. Our sleeping bags were Star Wars. Our bed sheets. You know, the border in our room. Everything was Star my Wars. My bed sheets still are Star Wars. Right. I mean, my ones at work are, but. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it was ingrained into us. It mm-hmm. was, it was, yeah. And that's why we're happy to give the update on the Star Wars universe. Right. The State of the Galaxy address. State of the Universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. It's been good to be back. It's good uh, to be back. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep. And uh, until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And, and we're, we're Two Dudes, dudes Talking Disney. Talkin Disney.